Husker Nation, sometimes you have to go to the captain to get information. We've done that for you today here on Locked on Huskers. You are Locked on Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's do it, boys and girls. I'm Derek Pearson from 93.7 The Ticket in Lincoln, America, home of the fighting Huskers of the University of Nebraska. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us every single day, making Locked On Huskers, Locked On Go Big Red, and this Locked On Sports Network your first watch, listen, read of the day each and every single day. We appreciate you doing your thing. We want to thank the folks from Bet Online for providing uh, the best in odds. It's where the game starts. So if you want the best odds, the most the most lineups, the most props, all that stuff is in play for you at Bet Online. Uh, the number we want to share with you before we get to it, Iowa plus 11 over Northwestern. It'll be an interesting Saturday in the Big Ten. That's, a, that's an easy one to look at and pay attention to. Take a moment, if you don't mind, share, like, subscribe. Make sure you get the alerts for Locked on Huskers. Uh, that way you don't have to track down this content. You can share that information with family and friends, especially everybody around Husker Network. It is time. All hail. Look, this is one of my favorite spirits in the entire world. Look, he's got a story to tell. And his passion and his love for the University of Nebraska matters. It matters. Uh, three-time national champion, Captain Vershawn Jackson. I got to give you the full stadium introduction. Appreciate v- it. VJ, what's happening? Man? man, I'm doing well, man. You, what's happening with you? How you doing? Uh, you know, how I'm doing is just how I'm doing. Like, okay. I, I, I had look, I had an interesting week, um, but uh, – you know, one step at a time is going to be the process, and that's how we're going to get down. Um, and and I go. I, first of all, I appreciate you making time on your busy schedule. Lots to talk about. Um, in this space, I want to tell your story, right? So pre-Lincoln, Nebraska, and pre-Husker football, hmm. who is young Vershawn Jackson, and who are the shoulders that he rises and elevates up? Um, young Vershawn Jackson was just a, a kid from the projects, from Logan Farnell Projects. Uh, known as Vietnam, and then when the gangs came, known as Vietnam Gangsta Blood Projects. But, um, you know, we, we came from the projects, but we was not of the projects. I think uh, I got a twin brother. My mother had uh, polio when she was four, so she was handicapped. Um, she raised us. You know, you would have thought we'd had an intact family, but she raised us on $500 in those very projects. She always just wanted us to be workers. She wanted us to work. She really didn't want us playing football. My cousin Paul Williams, uh, and, and shout out to him even to this day, but at seven years old, he begged my mom to let us play football. He said, I'll take care of him. And then he proceeded to walk us what seemed like eternity to go practice. And then we had to walk back home. You know, so, you know, if you got to walk five miles and then to practice, practice and then walk back. I was like, eh. But that's what made us who we were. And the fact that Paul took the time out of his schedule, my older cousin, to take his two little cousins with him. He was probably 13 or 14. My hat's off to him. And, uh, you know, I've been playing football a long time. So to be able to be raised in that, my, I had a grandfather that my mother would always send us over there and say, hey, you guys need to learn how to be a man. And you can't learn how to be a man from me. So I'm going to send you over to my dad's house, who was older at the time. He died at 98 about 12 years ago. But she would always tell us this, even from I'm I'm talking 10, 11 years old. She would say, 
don't let your grandpa go to all to the grave with all that knowledge. You know, it took us a couple years to really realize what she was talking about. And I think we was well into our 30s before we figured out our grandpa is a living genius. He had a third grade education. He had an 890 credit score. 800. I don't, even, I don't even know if that's possible, but it was it was I, I was like, Grandpa, how is this even possible? He said, man, I pay all my bills on time, man. You got to tell me to pay my bills. You know what I'm saying? So learning from my grandfather how to do yard work. OK, when we went to my grandfather's house, it wasn't go to grandpa's to kick it. It was go to grandpa's to help your grandpa do the work around the house. If that was shovel, if that was rake the leaves, if that was cut the grass, if that was trim the hedges, whatever he wanted us to do, we were there to help him. And a lot of a lot of our friends would come over and they would see us working, right? And then they would be like, hey, man, let's go to the park. Let's go play football. Let's go do this. And you know what my grandpa would say? He, he, you know we couldn't go. But but after we got through working, we were going to the house, get something to eat. He'd give us like two, three dollars or whatever the case may be for the work we did that was really worth like 20 or 40. And he'd be like, man, every time y'all come over here and get to working, somebody want to come over here and throw you off. I Don't let it happen. It's going to happen in life. You get to doing something and finish it out and then go have fun. So those are the nuances of my grandfather that, that just taught me, helped me to be a man, helped me to understand the value of working. Um, me and my brother bought a car at 15 years old. Well, back in the day, you, you couldn't drive unless you had, we had a learner's permit, but we didn't have a driver's license. Guess who did? The 89-year-old man. Amen, right, okay? right along. All we had to do is take him with us. So That's for the first 15 to 16, man, you talk about um, being able to learn from a real driver. He taught us how to drive. He taught us how to drive on the highway. Like when he went to Chicago or Mississippi and back home or whatever, he would have us. We'd always have to rent a Cadillac because he wanted to ride in a kitty cat. That's his deal. He's like, hey, hey man, get a kitty cat, man. Oh, man, we ain't riding nothing else, man. Riding the Cadillac. So we would rent a Cadillac and go wherever he wanted. Okay, so. My grandpa was supposed to be legally blind, okay? He had his driver's license all the way up to he was 95. Wow. Couldn't see a lick, allegedly, right? So I used to wonder to myself, well, if my grandfather can't see, how come he never makes a mistake when he's giving us money? How does he see the 20s, 50s, 10s, and 1s? All right, perfect. So we'd be driving, going to Chicago or wherever the case may be, and I know he really can't see good. But we, he, his other senses kicked in. His hearing kicked in. And we'd be driving, and we were driving, you know, it's one of those big 18-wheelers, man. And, and and if you sat there too long by that 18-wheeler, man, he'd look at you and say, hey, man, get on past that truck. And I'm, and I'm like, Grandpa, well, how do you know it's a truck? It don't matter how I know it's a truck. Just get past it. You either do two things when you see an 18-wheeler. Get behind it or pass it. Nuances of life that he taught me um, over my the expansion of my life. There's, there's. I tried to fool my grandpa. I could not fool him on anything. I missed the plane going to see to the White House my senior year. I'm a team captain. For sure. Oh, it was bad. So <laughs> here to add insult to injury, right? So I'm thinking certainly. I flew under the radar screen. Nobody knows. I get a phone call. Guess who it is? My grandpa. 
He said, man, uh, man, did you make it to the White House? I wanted to lie, but I knew he had me dead. <laughs> man, I told you you're supposed to be on time and stuff like that, man. So, so when he when he when he when he when he told me that, he said, you know how I knew you wasn't there. I said, how? He said, you weren't standing next to Coach Osborne. <laughs> ah, that, that, like, that's, that's, okay, that's a good pinpoint. We'll put a pin there because uh, I want to I, I wanna talk about you and C- Coach Osborne. I want to talk about the, the leadership. Um, and I, I do want to finish up talking about mom sure. because that is the thing that we need to do. Uh, again, we'll thank the folks from Bet Online. Uh, again, it's where the game starts. You can there's flexibility in this stuff. So you can choose the overs. You can choose who, you know, who scores first, who, who's going to lead at halftime, all sorts of props and, and lines that you can choose from. But those are the folks on Bet Online. We'll be right back to line. Welcome back. I'm Derek Pearson. This is Locked On Huskers and the Locked On Go Big Red for Locked On Sports Network. Greatly appreciate you folks. And again, Share the content, subscribe, get the alerts so you know what's happening. The subscriber numbers are good. They could be better. Like everything that I know about Husker Nation, y'all show up in numbers. So let's get those numbers up. Let's get it over 1,000 where it should be. Um, But pretty good work. I think we're at 700 or so. Let's get it up. This interview should be good enough to get us over over the hump. Uh, We're with the captain, three-time national champion, Rashawn Jackson. And before we get to Coach Osborne, when you hear your mom, what are the words that you hear? Um, I'm watching. Yeah. You know, when my mom died going into my senior year. So my junior year, I really bought out. And my, like I said, my mom was in a wheelchair. So I think she came to a spring game, but she never came to a game game. She would watch mm-hmm. them on TV. Mm-hmm. And, and for my mom to tell me not to play football, she was the number one fan. I found out later – Every newspaper article, every everything, she was taping the games on VHS tape. Yeah. All of those things, you know, you find out later on, like you, 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 it dawns on you. My mom was awesome, right? I loved you. She so loved she, you. Would, she would call me and be like, "Man, I think you need to work on your ankles. Your ankles are <laughs> too small." I'm like, ma. <laughs> So, you know, you know, so going into my senior year, the summer of my senior year, um, I was I was honorable mention all Big Twelve my junior year, and so you know I'm thinking, hey, I'm about to have a big year, I'm about to get drafted. My mom always wanted to drive; she was handicapped, so you'd have to give her a driver that she could just drive like that. I'm like, oh man, I got all these big plans. You know what I'm saying? I want to take care of my mom, and then we go on a family vacation, family reunion to Mississippi. It's hot. I don't know. You got. You would understand this. The Iron Lung. Yeah. Iron Lung. Back in the day when they when the polio epidemic happened, they would put them in this Iron Lung. Well, mm-hmm. it's like being in a, a, a all metal egg. Mm-hmm. And I, from from my mom's perspective, she said it was the most traumatizing thing in her life. Yeah. You know, learning how to walk, going upstairs. My mom's very, very, very independent. You know, it was always even to this day, when people see us, they say. Your mom really did a great job with y'all. She was like, we used to see y'all walking behind y'all mom like two little soldiers. We would walk from here to the stadium. So from the radio station to the stadium, we're walking. She taught us the importance of not worrying about what the next man is doing and worry about what you're doing. Even if you got to walk, you get there. 
and don't ask nobody for help. Figure it out. So uh, I just uh, this this woman that I love so much who raised two boys by herself in the projects by herself. Let me say this again. There's no excuse. Polio only have use of her left hand. Can't walk at all. There was times when we were young boys, we had to help our naked mom out of the, out of the bathtub. Mm. Throw a towel over, help mm. her out because she had got too weak to get out to pull herself up about the bathroom. So I, this woman who took care of us, uh, we've always had breakfast. We was not allowed to to drink the Kool Aid. There was no <laughs> Kool Aid in the Jackson house. Okay, you got orange juice and water, or yeah. cranberry juice, water, right. grape juice, water, yeah. milk. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, she was yeah. all about like when when I hear these people talk about working out and uh, I want to do that. Listen, my mom used to have exercise class with us, where we'd have to be doing jumping jacks, push ups, sit ups. All these different things I'm thinking, my so she would tell us all the time. Back then we had the you know the, the rotary dial phones. So she would say to this, because we, you know, back then you would wait, the teen line was around, and you know, you get on the phone, line's busy, but it's all good, right? Yeah. yeah. My mom would be like, so we had exercise class, reading class. She 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 cultivated us without anybody, no teachers, no nothing. So my mom would be like, take the phone off the hook. Man, I'll be like, ma, you know, expecting the call. Like, yeah. what's up? She's like, I don't care. Take it off the hook anyway. Got work to do. Because I don't want to get distracted. Got work to do. You guys need to understand that. Sometimes you got to put the phones down, take them off the hook, focus on what you got to focus on, and then, you know, get it done. But my mother was my father. Well, she, she would tell you she wasn't, but she mm -hmm. was because she was a disciplinarian. You know, there was times when, my mom disciplined us all the way up to 14 from a wheelchair. Mm. And when my brother, we got to 14 years old, I'll never forget the last whooping that either one of us ever received. I don't know what he did, but she was whooping him. He was just standing there. And she studied whooping. Swap, swap, swap. And I'm looking like, ooh. And he's standing like this. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at my brother. And she's swapping away. So she tell me, give me the broom. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Here. Swapping, he's standing there like no tears, and I'm like, This boy is crazy. Give me the bat. When she told me to get her the bat, that's when you okay. My brother bolted. He was like, I'm gone. Yeah, I'm out. Like so that's she told me, Go get your brother. Gave me the, I got the bat now. So I yeah. run, where you going, boy? And he looked at me and I just like, Yeah, you're right. Let me walk back. Yeah, bro. Let, look, let him go. Look, there's so much glorious love in your stories about your mom. That's why I wanted the listeners to hear it. It's also emblematic that as a part of you having, a part of having you in this series, I wanted to be weekly because we could never tell your story in, in 22 minutes. It's like, it's just, it's not possible. Um, but what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a break and when we come back, we're gonna talk about the legend, we'll talk about Tom Osborne and what he means to you. We'll have about six minutes to cover it. We'll thank the folks from Bet Online once again. Again, the Huskers walk into Saturday, uh, Seven-point underdog to the Illinois um, football team. And I think, look, look I, I think there's an opportunity for Nebraska, legitimately. If you watch their game film, there are some opportunities for Nebraska with Trey Palmer down the middle. But, Vershawn, we'll talk about that when we come back to life.
Welcome back. Uh, Derek Pearson with Vashawn Jackson, the captain, three-time national champion. Welcome to Locked On Huskers podcast, Locked On Go Big Red on the Locked On Sports Network. And we appreciate our, our, our friends and family over at, over at Bet Online. Uh, Minnesota, 14-point favorite over Rutgers. The Big Ten's going to have an interesting Saturday. It's going to have an interesting Saturday. So if you want to enjoy yourself, stretch your legs a little bit. Jump on betonline.ag and get your work in. Again, share and subscribe this podcast. Get it out there. Um, we're going to have a second program with Rashawn because we have so much to talk about, and we'll do it weekly. But uh, for this one, we'll go back to back. Um, and talking about your mom, and you, you expressed the, proud, the, the exact pure pride of her ability to lead you and your brother from a place that, people would consider just from mental laziness as a darkness place, but it wasn't dark for you because of her. And I think it's magnificent. That's why I wanted to know about your mother. We can talk about football in the next episode, but this here is who the man is, a man who led, you know, some of the best teams that football ever college football ever saw. So to your mom, what is the perfect tribute in words to a woman who made you who you are, no matter what the boundaries and restrictions were? Uh, amazing. Um, her strength, um, the fact that she raises right, um, the fact that she never, I never heard my mom complain. And you know, the, the bad thing about the whole thing is I'm thinking that my mom couldn't work because she was handicapped. Then I find out when I'm, I'm man, I'm, I might have been 10 years ago. I'm going through some of her stuff, and I'm like, what the heck is this? Oh, it's a degree from Penn University in psychology. Then I'm like, well, wait a minute, man. Something's not adding up. I didn't, she never told us she went to school. So then I'm looking for some more stuff, and I find out she's got a master's degree in psychology from a wheelchair. Holy smokes. So, you know, that's one of those holy smokes moments where my mom could have worked if she wanted to. Her job was to raise me and my brother to be men. Now we're business owners. You know what I mean? And thank goodness for you. You know, I'm, I'm back on the radio doing some stuff that I really love. Let Mark know you went you went mute there. Tell Mark that he can he can set that up. Yeah, he went mute there. And Mark can edit this out, so he can edit it out. Uh, but I can't hear you now, so you're still muted. There you, go. there you go. Okay. There you go. Well, you know. Having that, having that mother, having that, 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 that one person who didn't care about, she didn't care about football. She cared about life. She cared that we had a job. She wanted us to be fishermen. She wanted us to be carpenters. She wanted us to work with our hands. I had, I, 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 I waited for three years to get a big brother. So my brother would, my brother went through three big brothers. And I'm like, dang, man, why don't I pick me? What's up with me? And then finally at 12 years old, I got a big brother named John Shuler. And uh, who's my big brother to this day? It's so funny because I'm like, um, 
let me introduce you to my big brother. Then he walks around the corner and he's white. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's him right there. Don't, don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I had a guy. But I remember my mom telling him, I don't care about sports. I don't care about you doing anything sports with him. I care about you going fishing, teaching them how to be good men, teaching them uh, school work, you know. School came easy for me because we had a, my mom, and I'm wondering how I was so smart in school, even though I looked like this, because she trained us up back then. Yeah. Math came easy. Spelling came easy. Reading came easy. We was reading the Bible at five years old. You know what I'm saying? Have yeah. a Bible study. That's what she yeah. used to Bible study. Yeah. Oh, we know yeah. that one. We yeah. know that one. Yeah. We'd have spades. We'd play spades. We'd play tag, even though she had an electric wheelchair. She'd sit in this hallway, and me and my brother would run past her, and she'd try to tag us. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think about all those life lessons she gave us, push-ups. Push-ups was push-ups because she would, our discipline was get in push-up position. And we'd be like, what? And she'd be like, yeah, just get in the position. And we'd just be there for like 20 minutes when we blew it. And, and I remember being outside, hanging with my friends. And she, we didn't know she was watching, but we did when we went back in the house. She would call us, Vershawn, Antoine. We'd come running. And she'd be like, I saw what y'all was doing out there. Don't be kissing nobody's butt for them to be your friend. If, if, you don't, if they don't want to play with you, then y'all bring y'all butts in the home. Yeah. I remember because we couldn't leave the yard. I remember at 13 years old, we're playing the dozens, and the dozens is you're talking about one another. And this girl was getting the best of me, and she's taking off on me, and the whole bus is laughing. And I'm thinking, golly, she's, she's killing me right now. And she said something about my mother, and it set me off. And I, I, we got off the bus, and I socked her in the mouth, Right? And her mother, you know, back then it's the project, so everybody know everybody. Her mom walks her down there, and she's her mouth is just talking. It's huge, and 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 she she comes into the house. Her mom and my mom were friends, and she comes in the house, and she's like, "Rashawn hit Ramada in the mouth," and I'm like, so she calls me, and she's like, "Did you hit her in the mouth?" The girl's mouth is bleeding, it's big, and I'm like, "I didn't hit that girl in the mouth." So do you know that my mother whooped me? Every time she asked me that I hit her in her mouth and I lied, she whooped me. And then this is the projects now. This is five acres of jets. My mother made me, it's fall time, pick up the leaves in the entire projects for 30 days. Every day she asked me, did I hit her in the mouth and I lied? She made me pick up leaves and she whooped me. Let me tell you the power of a man and the power of a father. And my father didn't do squat for me, but give me the family that I have from Louisiana. And for that, I'm grateful. She always taught us that no matter what, your father gave you life, respecting for it, period. And I've always done that. But 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 um, here my father you? comes over and, and he says, and he's a big boy, 6'4", 220 pounds. He said, you hit that girl in the mouth? I said, yes, sir. First time. And, 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 and when I finally told the truth, my dad had to come and get it out of me, but she stopped whooping me. 
and that's all she wanted me to do. What is your mom? What is your mom's name? Jacqueline Jackson. Jackie let's, Jackson. Let's pay tribute. Uh Rashawn, this is one of two. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, I want to thank the folks uh from Locked On Sports, uh Locked On Huskers, you listeners, you 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 folks who no matter what way you process uh this podcast, we appreciate you again. Subscribe, like, share, get the alert. Um, we'll close it down with the three words that we love so much. Rashawn, get get with me. Go, Go big, big red. red.